festive early 14 days early in Calcer hours with Austin Blythe. Yeah, happy holidays. Welcome to Des Moines. We're at Des Moines noon. We're, we're live this Saturday afternoon. It's like Saturday afternoon live noon on the McAllister hours. <laughs> happy holidays, motherfuckers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are you doing today, man? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, honestly. I've uh, I had last night off, so I was able to hang out with some friends last night. Fuck yeah. Um, I didn't have to get at fo- uh, get up at four a.m. I have to get up at four a.m. tomorrow, though. I do work tomorrow. Oh Jesus! Yeah, no, I worked at like five a.m. to ten a.m. show, so it's not like too bad. But yeah, but Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, it's been it was wild adjusting to that sleep schedule. I don't want to talk too much about my work, but like getting adjusted to like that sleep yeah, schedule yeah. where I'm up at four a.m. But off by like 1 p.m. at the latest, it's nice because I'm yeah. able to do things. And like at my age, I should start getting up earlier anyway and being more productive during the day. And it has helped me do that. So it's been nice. Yeah. Do you ever just not talk more about your work, but like, no. do you ever just like pull an all nighter and just like go right into four? Not anymore, dude. I used to do that when I worked at a factory in Montezuma. So my dad, like, he's worked at a factory for like 20 years in Montezuma. And I got a job there like right after I got out of high school and like worked there for a year. And I used to go out on the weekends, just like do my thing. And then like, Saturday and Sunday, I'd work and I would go there just off no sleep and work eight hours, dude, and just put in hella overtime. But I think that I did my time doing that, and it's I've gotten over it being able to do that. I, I go to bed at like yeah. eight p.m., nine o'clock. I have, to get, I, have to get eight, I have to get eight or seven hours of sleep, get up that early, or else wow. like, oh yeah, dude, I'm fucked. That's crazy. Yeah, I remember I used to work at the theater, and you know, because that's when I started partying too and shit. I would just like. It'd be like four o'clock in the morning. I have to be up in three hours. I'm like, okay, do I just stay up and just make it through the shift, like take an Adderall, or do I just like <laughs> take a nap and be fucking awful the next day? And, I, and like, there were times where I just took the Adderall and oh, like I made it through, you know? Oh man, dude, yeah. If you get the I don't Adderall, recommend like, it, no, dude, like Adderall <laughs> and Vyvanse, I don't use them a lot anymore. Like people think that they like help you focus and stuff, but I remember like I'd take an Adderall, think I was gonna do a bunch of computer work, and just end up reading a bunch of blogs and stuff, <laughs> and, like watching, going down a rabbit hole of videos. I mean, like I got absolutely no writing done on this homework today. Like I was like, this is fucked up. I remember the first time I took a 70 milligram Vyvanse. Like, Holy I, shit! Oh my god, dude. I was like 18, 19, and I was at a, I was at a party, and I was talking shit. I was like, Vyvanse don't do that much. And I took a 70 milligram Vyvanse, and nobody else took one. And I stayed at my friends. They didn't have a TV or anything. They were all passed out. And I was just like laying there in the room like, God damn it, dude. I should not have taken that. Oh my god. <laughs> those things are not to be fucked with, dude. I haven't even seen one of those in years. Vivans, yeah, I, I can't remember if I ever took that one or not. I think I've just taken that at all. Yeah, maybe that, I took one at least. They, they're the real deal, man. They they definitely get you going. Yeah, I take uh, I take uh, extended release like ten milligram. In oh, pretty got you, got you. Yeah, like maybe once or twice a week, depending on what I got. But mm-hmm. I think it's important. I don't know because I'm a big like advocator for you know any kind of drug use. So I think as long as you you know use it infrequently and smart i don't think there's some people wrong with it. some people do need it then and i think that's the same thing with xanax like a lot of hmm. people who take xanax definitely don't need it but there are yeah. some people who like need that like to get through like it really helps balance them out it helps them get through a social aspect i couldn't imagine having the anxiety that i do sometimes like all the time like just like some people yeah. deal with that they can't talk to certain like they can't have conversations that they want to have because they just feel like they're worried about what they say they, they overthink things so like I, I get that doing doing like Xanax and Adderall is responsible, but I did like a paper over it in college about how they gave it to kids, how they just oh, put yeah. them on Adderall. Well, that's just, like moms who are wine drunk can't handle hanging out with their kid for more than eight hours. 
So they put him on Adderall, and like I did a whole report over this, and like how they've tried to take him off of that now, and like how it went into like Adderall, and then it also went into Xanax. Like the studies that showed that the kids that were on Adderall had like social anxiety issues like that, and how it like led into them being put on Xanax later. Wow! So it's just like a I never drug even concoction. thought of it that way. Yeah, no, and like wow. even like Lauren, he'll tell you straight up. Like I think we even talked about it the first time me and him were on this podcast. Mm-hmm. He was put on it at a young age. And, oh like, yeah, he said yeah. like he, he just he just like snapped back into it when they took him off the medication like he doesn't remember like it was going through the motions type shit like he just didn't feel like he was actually himself hmm. like like and that's the effect that it has on some kids like some people never never like are able to come back from that until they're off it, and then you realize that you miss so much yeah so you just have to be careful like that that shit sucks the pharmaceutical industry sucks they're not like <laughs> yeah. looking, they're not looking out for you by any means no well man yeah i mean that's always my apprehension for anything you know i take like i like to think i besides marijuana i take like very low amounts of like pill medication yeah only i take a mood, mood stabilizer and takes some like gastrointestinal stuff but i mean yeah. i i i used to take like clomp and xanax and mm-hmm. i felt like it really like i mean i i get what you're saying with xanax but personally i think it's like like very very few people should be taking yeah xanax. and it takes a I think part the, away from you like, exactly as a person. yeah well and it's very zombifying like i remember uh-huh. just like being on xanax and just being like numb like i imagine it's what you know, like heroin addicts, you know, strive for. Oh yeah, I and mean, there's more. Like it sucks, dude. Heroin's one of those things too. That's uh, because of the pharmaceutical industry has become what it has today. Like, yeah. hey, you just put a bunch of fucking white people on painkillers in the mm-hmm. 2000s. These white people got addicted to it. They feel like they're like they deserve it. So then yeah. they like, and then they just they take it away from you. And then yeah, and then they and then they arrest you for it. And then like that's why fentanyl's getting pumped in, and people are like fentanyl's getting pumped into America because people want that high that painkillers got them from back in the day. And now you see, like, commercials, like, if you watch NFL Sunday football, you just see commercials that are like, your uncle, your dad, your cousin is not bad because of his pain pill addiction. And I'm just, like, laughing my ass off, because it's like, it's like, uh, fuck you guys for making it seem like it's uh, such a, like, like a poor, poor this guy for having this addiction. But then, like, yeah. 40, 50 years ago, they just dumped crack into, into like, <laughs> just straight into, like, Detroit or, like, straight into major cities and then, like, locked up and incarcerated a bunch of black people and then, like, made them feel like criminals and, and like, oh. the enemies of the state and shit. But now, like, it's white people that are just dying of heroin or, like, addicted to pain pillars. But it's like, oh, poor them. Just like, shut the fuck up. Have you seen uh, Arkansas's, like, super racist uh, COVID advertisement? <laughs> no. Look that up, Molly. Uh, Arkansas uh, COVID commercial. I'm not it's, surprised. It's dude. the funniest fucking My grandma thing. lives in Arkansas, and she lives, like, a dry community. <laughs> so, like, oh, man, dude, I haven't been there for years. I could not imagine what I'd be like in Arkansas. Just yeah. go out to a Razorbacks game one day or something and just get Yeah, there we go. It's uh, Yeah, just go to that second one. Or, yeah, yeah. Or no, 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 no. Sorry. Try that third one. I'm, I, I can't make up my Richard Johnson is not a drug dealer. Dick Johnson, baby. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised you couldn't just pull it up on YouTube. I'm, I'm telling you, they're trying to hide it, ma'am. Oh, I believe it, dude. I was, oh, what was I trying to look up the other day? I don't know. It was something to do with the Gisley Maxwell trial, dude. Or no. Oh, yeah. We'll, I'm we'll watch this, and then I'll let you know exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah. it was. You have to understand, I'm a hustler, I'm a legit entrepreneur, I sell things, I come in contact with people all the time, I have to stay safe. A black-owned advertising firm called The Design created this vaccination ad, hoping it would encourage more people to get the COVID-19 shot. If you live the type of lifestyle that I live, 
you out here in these streets and you hustling, an entrepreneur like me, why not do it safely? The rapper that encouraged some people say they're just offended. Like these people who took to Twitter to share their reactions, one of them saying, quote, this is distasteful and stereotypical. The creators say that wasn't the intention. Is that the creator? Richard Johnson is not a drug dealer. Richard Johnson is not a fake entrepreneur. Uh, Richard Johnson is an entrepreneur who has a a luxury clothing line. Myron Jackson, president and CEO of the company, says his firm resonate with people and they do what we need them to do. They spark discussion. They're very provocative. So why did the company feel that needed um, Richard Johnson to say he's a hustler who sells things? Um, in order to get black people Oh yeah, just straight up. You probably look at the marketing, like the marketing director, like the marketing team on that, uh, and, and you're just like, oh, these guys are just whitewashed. Whitewashed as fuck. Probably old as shit, too. Just like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> like, let's really, like, Arkansas will love this. And then it's like, yeah, he should have definitely specified that he had, like, a clothing business or something, and they didn't use, need to use the verbiage that they had. Like, as a, like, cause I got my marketing degree this last year. Oh, so, yeah, okay. So I got my AA for that, and I'm working on my digital marketing certificate. I'm like a web development class a day. Mm. But you start to, like, Haley will call me out all the time. I'll be, like, just talking about, like, marketing tactics and just shit like that. So I, like, observe things in a different way, like, for commercials like that. And you just think about what who, who has to pass that. Everybody had to pass that. Like, in, the, in the, the top guy, the CEO, like, that had to come to their door, and they had to be like... Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Like, let's put that in there. Do you think that? Do you think though? Like, some of them just like don't care. Like, like I feel like half the people in that chain probably didn't even look at it. They're probably like, honestly, yeah, you're right. Oh, like, one or, okay, one or two people that were like, he, like the CEO appoints like one person to check it out, and they're just like, oh, I'm too busy, so I'm yeah. just yeah. This, this they probably fun. just like looked at the. They saw that there was a black guy, and they were like, all right. Good. And then I like how they also had to when they had to when they had somebody give their explanation, like to somebody who yeah. had to speak speak on behalf of the company. It was also a black guy they were like i know that he was they were just like hey will you do this will you do this for us and he was like why they're just sweating they're like find a black guy find one we need one right now where, where did we yeah dude and who knows who knows on the hiring chain where they had to go for that like what position oh. now i and i'm just messing i hope it's not like that like i really yeah. do but yeah that's fucked up yeah it's just, <laughs> somebody should have questioned that along the way yeah i, I mean obviously you know at the and receiving and people were like what the fuck <laughs> i'm also i'm also available if there's any marketing companies who do need somebody to be like hey that's a bad idea i will be that guy so just Soda let Box me know yeah, for real. let me know if you let me know if you want my resume <laughs> so speaking of Starbucks productions you've been working with uh, lolo on hip-hop the hip-hop showcases recently um i've right yeah yeah so i've been on i'm very minimal on the hip-hop showcase yeah like yeah. As, as lauren like spoke about that like my work i show up to the events mm-hmm. I, help, I help run door for sure and like if he had like i try to help set up and if he has any questions about like marketing wise i feel like more so i was who someone lauren could look to about what i've done with like my past events myself like a lot of the inspiration like a lot of the posts and stuff like he'll get he's seen how i've marketed my events in the past and he's seen how i've ran my events and i feel like he's taken like a lot of that into his how he runs his events because he's solid bro i said it like a couple months ago i was like i'm stepping down as the promoter of starterbox productions and i'm gonna work on my rap career and lauren's (laughs) taking over so we're gonna we're gonna do that we're gonna see how that runs as long as jj's not in charge we're good fuck yeah you guys have a very uh you know i can tell just in the time that i've known you you guys have a very good relationship both professionally and personally 
Uh, and yeah, I think that's a really great thing. I think you guys are both doing a lot. It's cool yeah, to see. no, me and Lauren's relationship is so funny, dude. I, me, the first time we met this dude, he did not like me, and I didn't <laughs> like him, dude. I thought he was a cocky little asshole, and he did. I mean, he is. But... Yeah, he, he definitely is, and I've learned to, I've learned to love it. That hasn't changed. No, for sure, for sure. And Lauren, it's funny, dude. Lauren used to be a big boy, bro, and he used to like shave his head all the time, and he was like, he was very prideful on being a wrestler at the time, bro. He hung out with some hicks, and I just remember at a bonfire, like one of the first times, one of my first interactions with him. We were at a bonfire. We went to this old college outside of Oski. Totally shouldn't have been there. Like, I don't know how we pulled so many people back there. And um, and then we started a bonfire with a bunch of brush they had. Like, somebody else's <laughs> brush in the middle of the woods at this old Bernard College. And uh, so we were back there. And I just remember, I don't even remember what started it. But he was like, oh, yeah, if there was a mat right here and I'd take your ass down. And he was just, like, talking about how he was a wrestler. and Because I was a basketball player. I don't even know why it was that big of a rivalry. But he was like, if there was a mat right here, I would take your ass down. And I was like, oh, bro, dude. But no, and that... Me and Lauren, dude, that guy's been for me. He's just been there for me, and I've been there for him when, like, a lot of people have been. Like, when I was couch surfing a couple years ago, and, like, like, four years ago now, not even a couple. I just, our four-year anniversary for Stutterbox is coming up. So, like, around four years ago, four and a half, five years ago, I was, like, living at his apartment on his couch, dude. And we were going, we, we were going through some shit, dude. 2017 and 2018 were some years that we probably don't remember most of. Like, we were just like, we were doing some ratchet ass shit in Oskaloosa. But at that time, we were also like, I'd been traveling festivals for years. So I've been like traveling festival of the circuit since like late 2015, 2016. And like, I'd been, I'd always knew I wanted to do something in the scene. Um, so like when I started after like the festival circuit after like 2017 was when I was like I went on this like pilgrimage where I went to Okeechobee which was in Florida to like start the year I think I started the year off at a New Year's Eve party in Chicago it was like the first Gucci Mane performance out since he got out of prison and it was like oh my god that shit was so fucking lit and then I went to like Okeechobee in March that was in Florida I went to this festival called Middlelands that was ran by the people who throw like EDC and it was just a renaissance music festival and it was just fucking stacked and that shit was t- like the last day was like Flatbush was the headliner like Cascade Bass mm-hmm. Nectar was one night they had the Dino Squad like a rap group do you know who I'm talking about no, what the fuck dude it, old school old school but yeah, they just like went all over the place. I went to that both weekends of Electric Forest. And I'd really like had I knew I wanted to be a part of bringing what I was experiencing to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Like I loved all the friends that I made over time. I'd made some connections with some cool ass DJs, some people that I still work with to this day that I, that I knew I wanted to bring through Iowa and build my own little community. So that's kind of how the dream of Starterbox began. So I I just started um, putting stuff together um I, we came up with Stutterbox because our homie James Fusan, um, he smokes mids, in case anyone wanted to know that, dude. Guy smokes hella mids. You should ask him about it. Give him shit about it whenever you can about him and his mid-smoking addiction. Um, hey, you know, some people are addicts, you know. We, we got to do what we can. Yeah, just you know? straight off the old brick. They just can't. They, it's like nostalgic to them. They just can't stop. <laughs> Okay, but James, he was like the reason. A lot of people ask, like, Stutterbox Productions, what's the meaning to it? It's like... It doesn't have a lot of meaning to it. And, like, as a marketer, you think, like, I'd be pissed about that. But, like, at the same time, like, as a marketer, I love the fact that our name is just kind of, like, we got we picked it because, like, it's just what, what sounded cool to us. Yeah. And we just started it. Like, it means a lot to us. So, like, it, like, and it, it more, more to JJ, like, that was his old beatboxing group. And he wanted to call it Stutter and then B-A-W-K-S. And I was like... Oh. 
the government didn't want us talking about yeah, that. Yeah, no, the, the, no origination of Stutterbox stories. But yeah, and I was like, no, we have to like make it so people look it up and like actually know what it means. But I think it's cool, like the yeah. So uh, that's how Stutterbox began. We've done a lot of cool things with like the logo and how it looks and stuff instead of like sticking by the name and the meaning of it. Mm. So that, that I, I love that about that. And then um, so yeah, the start of that we began field trip which a lot of people have loved that event. Our first event was just an all-night party in uh, Sigourney, Iowa. And that place was, like, where I grew up, kind of, like, 15 minutes away. Like, mm. small-town-ass bullshit, dude. There was a cop station. The only cop station, like, in Keokuk County was there. Yeah, watch here? Like, um, uh, in Sigourney. But, like, oh, it's, like, 10 oh. minutes from Watch here. Okay, where okay. I, yeah, where I lived. Okay. And, like, yeah. man, I don't even know how we pulled it off. They just accepted the rental fee, and I paid that. And yeah, dude, nobody got arrested at the show. My girlfriend got arrested on the way to the show. She wasn't my girlfriend at the time. But yeah, she got pulled over and got caught with weed and say they arrested her. No. Yeah, so she didn't even get to make it. But yes, and like we pulled a fast one, dude. Even like the whole town knew we pulled a fast one after the event. Like the tow truck companies, because we had to go back and get my girlfriend's car because they towed it. So like a lot of people were happy they made money. The hotel made money. It was completely booked out. And yeah, so that shit was tight. That was the first event I ever organized, field trip. And then since then, we've had field trip too. Well, just uh, just field trip, but uh, the second field trip. And that was last year. We had uh, like right when COVID kind of slowed down in Iowa a bit. We made sure to have a lot of restrictions. We made it Iowa local mm -hmm. only. Um, we made sure to check temperatures before like before anybody got in. It was also really hot too and like sunny the whole time, which was really good for like the conditions wise. Like that's good. Like keeps people healthy if they're in the sun and stuff and like at a nice decent warm temperature. Yeah, exactly. Especially during the time. But we had that at a beautiful place last year called River Farm Recreation. Mm, and that's that, Jackson, right? Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. He's Rainbow Lake. Oh, which my wow, I'm which sorry. no, you're good, you're good. <laughs> River Farm was like this place over what town? I don't even remember what town that was and off the top of my head right now. Man, I forget. But it was this beautiful place. It had like a, a like a big ass pond in there, and it had like a dock on it that people would go swimming on. And we had like two stages, and it was like there was a bunch of shaded camping in the oh, woods. Wow! And it was like That's it was awesome. beautiful. They sold it to some guy who's building the house on it. What a piece of shit! <laughs> like I'm gonna build a house here. Like I was like, man, we could probably make this guy money if I could have had more than one year there. Like. It would have been a solid ass place to have a festival. But, we, just um, gotta, we just gotta get the Starbox uh, mob over there and just tear it down. Yeah, for real. Just, just like, give them hell. Pick it, sign them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they start a building, but the guy's like a CEO someplace over here in West Des Moines is what I got the rundown. Hmm. But Rainbow Lake, that is where I know Jaden was on the podcast here mm -hmm. a little bit ago, and he was talking about moving Cluster Funk out there. And one of the plans was to also move field trip out there because i i work with jackson a lot i have um he's he worked for me on the last field trip he was a huge help to me like he was probably the person that i i honestly paid out the like nah besides the artists and stuff but like worker wise i paid him the most money because of how big of a help he was mm -hmm. and he's helped me with like running sound or like loading in on he's like helped me travel or carry staging like to my show this weekend he's been a huge help to me and uh, yeah i went out and visited the um venue last year rainbow lake and it's a beautiful place, dude. Like, uh, and it's uh, close to where I live. It's close to Watch Here. Oh, it's it only, is okay. It's only like a 25-minute drive, 30-minute drive from Watch Here, an hour drive from Des Moines, an hour drive from Iowa City. It's a nice central location. I've got home roots there. And okay. it'll be, and yeah, dude, I love working with Jackson. And I yeah, know that him and his brother have a lot of cool plans out there. Like, the land's beautiful. And I hope that we can get something in 2022. Like, that's when I hope we can bring Field Trip back, so... Uh, probably want to, I don't know how I want to do field trip yet. I don't know if I want to make it like a fall event. 
or like have it in September just because like the seasons have been like lasting a little bit longer I think like winter I you think usually hits in like February and March yeah. now like actually hits so like moving into later fall around my birthday too it'll be just fun to celebrate around that time so yeah, I don't know hopefully yeah. fall 2022 if everything goes right but who, okay. who knows okay. who knows yeah um <clears throat> speaking of watch here we were actually just in what was it this last summer we were in watch here for what the spring? flea market yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was that was interesting, uh, to say the least. Uh, I don't think I've, I don't think I've seen that many uh, Take America Back flags. Oh um, my god! And, and I that can't place in a while. I haven't been to the Watcher Flea Market since I was shoplifting stuff there in like the sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude! I don't know how much shit I've stolen from the Watcher Flea Market. Bro. We were some corrupted ass youth. You know, I don't think you're the only one. Yeah, no, hell it's no. Like the, it's these old fuckers. Like, they, you know, they're like looking at their fucking newspaper. Junk, too. It's junk. Like, <laughs> we always used to like do this thing where we'd where we'd call our call our friends and act like we were their parents to try to try to buy the BB guns too. So yeah, dude, I I know all about that watch here flea market. Oh, that's funny. my it's grandma. Funny. I used to work at a bunch too. So my grandma and like. My, like, McKay side of the family was, like, one of the, like, he watches over and, like, mowed the the lawn there around that time, too, and, like, did all that work on it. So, like, I'm, my family's, like, very connected. My uncle was mayor of watch here. So I'm thinking maybe one day if I just ever want to, like, run away and go off grid, dude, I could just become mayor of watch here. And like run my own town. I really think I have a good chance, a college degree. Yeah. Like hey, I already have family. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I got a family who ran it. My family's ran the um they ran the fairgrounds for a while. I'd love to do like a festival there, but I think a few more people had to move out. Mm. Or I'd have to like move it inside. I don't know. I've talked to last time my brother graduated down there last year and I went down and I was down there at the taco shack on the fairgrounds and I was just talking to him about it and they were like, You could get into the fairgrounds here, like it just I just have to like avoid the flea markets and their fair and stuff. It'd be mm. so fun to throw like just a multi-genre festival and watch here. And they've got like this little grandstand. You, yeah, you were there. So like where yeah, the yeah. track was. So it'd be a pretty cool thing, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds kind of primitive maybe, but oh, like for, yeah. for like Iowa, you got to take advantage of what you got. Oh, you know, yeah. think about like Woodstock. You know, uh, that shit was primitive as fuck. Yeah, if you build it's it, they might come. You know, and as long obviously. as you be, like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't do an all electronic festival there. It just wouldn't make sense. <laughs> but like, I would try to play towards like the Keokuk County, the Mahaska County, that Southeast Iowa dude. Dude, I, me and Lauren have talked about even just like organizing a country. But you know who I've like started listening to a little bit? Who has oh, a God. couple? Who has a couple songs? Like, it's only two songs. I think it's Kane Brown. He has the, oh my God. I think he has this song with the, he has a black bear, the song called Memories. He's like this pop country artist, (laughs) like uh, like Florida Georgia Line type shit. And then he has this song called Be Like That with uh, Colleen and Sway Lee. Dude, and I had just been bumping those. And it's going to be embarrassing when he pops up in my top five next year because every time those songs (laughs) pop up, I don't change them. But I was like, I haven't listened to pop country like this since I graduated high school in Florida. Georgia Line was like popular, and I was just like working concrete construction, just like, yeah, living, living that Southeast Iowa life. Damn, yeah, I can't do country. That's like, I appreciate uh, like Johnny Cash and you know stuff like that. And I like appreciate that, but I still don't do it. I don't listen to like old country or anything. I don't. But pop country every once in a while, dude. Yeah, I can toss that for you if you want. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Oh, shit, you mind if I have one more? Uh, yeah, I didn't. I don't want to drink you out. That's fine, I got a lot more bourbon than eggnog. <laughs> I wanted to stop on the way, but I was just like, nah. I was excited <laughs> to get over here and start chatting. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, man. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, you know, one of the things that I've always really appreciated about you and what you do. Um, here, cheers. Yes, sir. Um, oh, I didn't put any bourbon in mine, dude. I just drank straight eggnog. <laughs> I thought maybe you were missing something. Uh, <laughs> Loaded up. I didn't know. <laughs> um, one thing I really appreciate about uh, you and your organization is, uh, you know, and this isn't to like say that you, like at all, not even remotely, that you, you know, were not taking precautions, but uh, you, you, you know, you have really pushed for like trying to get performances started you know, sooner and later, like, get, you know, w- like, you're one of the first people I remember, like, after the, the, you know, the pandemic happened and everything, like, pushing back, like, you're, you're pushing forward to try to get shows in, try to get people out, you know, and uh, I don't know, for me personally, I really uh, appreciate you for doing that. Yeah, and it's just one of those things that, like, you had to be very careful with, and honestly, I couldn't have done it in different places, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't have done, like, tried to push shows forward, <laughs> Push forward. I had a funny thought that I'm gonna get into, but I couldn't uh, push f- shows forward like I wanted to if I like lived in Chicago or like California. Like I had some artists from California who I booked, and like I gave them the rundown that it was gonna be safe, like the reasons that like why we were having the festival, and then they ended up backing out anyway. And like we're like, well, and I was like, well, we agreed that it was like safe. We agreed at the time that like what I was doing was safe, and you guys are backing out because you guys are like you're afraid of like the precautions of it. But I was like, but that's not what we agreed to, and I kind of gave yeah. them shit for that because like what we did like we we made the mask required like we made sure that people were getting their temperatures checked on the way in um yeah. we had, like it, it was it was all set up very well but i also got away with it because we live in iowa and i was definitely not a pioneer in iowa to keeping shows going <laughs> by any means like i had i had field trip but there was people who didn't stop partying like maybe yeah. I, maybe Iowa shut down for two weeks but Let's uh, give a big bad shout out to Nightingale for running shows the whole time and banking out the EDM scene for for milking out their whole run. They're the only reason they're still alive is because they just banked on the EDM scene and then just tossed them aside. Wouldn't pay them enough after the pandemic ended. Just wanted more club stuff. So like, yeah, fuck Nightingale, the old Lime Lounge. Oh, yeah, no, fuck them. And if you give your business to them, you should just fucking stop, dude. Those guys suck so bad. Like, it's just like an awful place. One day I went there. And, like, the only reason I went there is because I had a bunch of friends who just, like, played there and I like to support. Like, it was just one of the only places that you could go out and support and, like, promote and hang out with people. And I got there one day and I was banned because the owner was said that I was talking shit with one of my friends. My friend was talking a lot of shit, no lie. But, like, it was well-deserved shit. But I stayed out of it because I threw Field Trip, and, like, it yeah. was, like, kind of during the pandemic, and I got some heat for that. But, like, like I said, I don't feel bad at all. Uh, no, you shouldn't. Like, I, I, not at all. Yeah, no, it, it ended up being just fine. And I've had people apologize to me, and I've made my amends with some Good. people who talk a lot of shit during the fact and like said some mean things like like some, some awful things, dude. Some people, you get some backlash. And, like, I get it. People are scared at the time. And I get that. And that's why I went out of my way to not talk shit on this this establishment that I already didn't like. They were throwing shows the whole pandemic and banking. I was more pissed they were just banking off the EDM scene to keep themselves alive during the pandemic. And then Mm -hmm. I knew they were going to toss them to side, which they did stop paying them as much as they should be paid. And then, like, yeah, I showed up one day. My ID was they said I couldn't get in. The guy was drunk there, the owner. Um... And he was just like, you know what you said. And I was like, I don't, I don't. I was like, what did I say? And he was just like, you know what you said. And I was like, bro, I was like, this is fucking pointless. I was like, I'm glad I never have to come back here. I was like, fuck you and fuck this place. And he was like, get the fuck off my porch. 
little does he know i went back there one night and just like sat there and partied with my friends on the porch like <laughs> my friends it was like an after party after a show and we just went there and just got drunk as fuck bro everybody was like just laughing about how i was there and how they were just like fuck the owner so it's just like dude the guy sucks everybody hates him dude fuck nightingale stop going there but right. uh yeah the uh, Macau stars is officially saying fuck nightingale yeah don't yeah, stop going yeah you have dude. you have my you have the this podcast approval on that statement <laughs> yeah we've got like a club of people who's just like got banned from that place like there was a whole ass club like and i made that post and then people were like how do i catch a ban from nightingale so we started like this uh, huge movement where people wanted to get banned. So they were just saying the most outrageous shit about Nightingale. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my God, dude. And the guy sucks. The owner literally like, I remember one time a politician, like he was saying, he like, he was getting a little handsier. Like he like sexually assaulted a woman. He was like, well, the woman shouldn't have put herself in that situation or like said something like that along the lines. And I was like, dude, he should have been canceled for that. That's when like my friends pulled off a weekly that they were throwing there. And then it got taken over by somebody else, like just took the like the whole thing and just started throwing like the, another Sunday Night Weekly. But my friends backed out of it. They got banned years ago for just standing up for like the sh- the bat. Like you, you just mm-hmm. don't say shit like that. So the guy's yeah. just a scumbag. He sucks. Nobody should be working with him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I and it's good that you uh, you know stand by your morals and stand by you know because I. You know, it is business, but in a sense, you're also kind of, you want to maintain your reputation, your voice, you know, mm-hmm. I, even with the podcast, you know, I've had episodes where I've looked back and I've like, you know, let people say things and like, you know, oh, yeah. like they're not representing the podcast, but at the same time, it also looks bad on me to not say something if it yeah. like really goes against what I like, you know, I, I'm not like I'm going like, to be a dick about it, but I'm at least uh-huh. like, going to be like, you know, challenge it. Maybe like, you know, are you sure? Yeah, like, are you sure that's like, you know, respectfully, there's a way to respectfully Especially if that. you feel differently about it. Like you, you honestly do feel different. It'd be, it'd be not right for, of you to not like kind of exactly. just be the devil's advocate and kind of give your point too and like think about that. Especially if, if you do think it's going to affect the podcast like that. Like, yeah. and even if you said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, all right, I'll chill out on, on the on the fuck Nightingale talk. I don't, we, we can give me oh, that, say that, honestly. Man. But, man, dude, that place. Oh, man. I've given it too much time already, though, honestly. Everybody's going to start going. God damn it. No, no hell kidding. no, bro. They're going to stay clear of that place, for sure. Pieces of shit sounds like a great sponsors for the pocket. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, hit them up. They'll tell them to watch your latest episode. <laughs> Tom, we have a huge segment on you guys. This guy's just as much of an asshole as we are. We could use him. <laughs> um, I saw you recently when you were posting about this episode that you uh, were doing some like merch collaboration. Oh, yeah. What, so, what, get into that. What, what have you been doing with that? Um, so I started this. I'm not going to get too much into it because we, we have the design done. And like the idea is concepted. And we've got, I've even got some of the artworks done. But... It's a it's a very minimal artistic project on where we have this character and we're going to use this character and he's going to be like the face of our new little clothing design. And it kind of it kind of resembles you remember Rip and Dip? Uh, so you remember the cat in the pocket? <laughs> no, where it was like flipping people off. Oh man, I wish I had. I wish I had that. But the Rip and Dip merch line, it's like this cat. It was like a Zoomies thing. You want to look it up, Molly? Yeah, yeah. Look up the Rip and Dip cat. <laughs> I used to wear this shit all the time, bro. But it was I'm just like man. this. It was just this cat in the pocket usually, and you pull it down. And it was just like flipping. It. it was like flipping it off. It was like some skater. Rip and Dip. 
Uh, yeah, I that doesn't look familiar look up, at all. Yeah, there it is. There's the cat. So we're gonna have our own yeah, little character. We're gonna that. have our own little character, and it's not gonna be quite like a flipping people off. It's gonna be more. It's gonna be more like a little peace sign type thing. We've got our <laughs> own little character that I had a friend design up, and uh, so I had uh, my homie Taylor Davis, a third vision. He's made a bunch of really cool logos, especially for like he made Lolo Savage's logo. Mm. He made um, Nobel Prize's logo. He's made a bunch of really cool logos for people in the scene, especially on the EDM side of the scene. Mm. So shout out Third Vision, um, 88th Wonder. He, he runs both of those. He's been doing a lot of um, designs, a lot of clothing designs. So I had him design this character of an idea that I had. And uh, so the character is just going to be a little guy, kind of, yeah, no, I, I don't want to give too much. So it's going to be funny and people are going <laughs> to love it. But it's very minimal. He'll be sticking out of the pocket. And it won't be like a huge, we'll have like, I think we might have like a black Stutterbox logo on the pocket and like keep it very minimal because I don't want it to be like a Stutterbox, a huge like Stutterbox like thing. I want it to be more about the design that we have of the character. Mm. And I want to do like different collaborations with like different companies. I know that I'm already working on um, somebody. I, I sent my homie, JC. She works for House of Leopold's Sesquipe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she does oh, yeah. like she did all my artwork for Field Trip and stuff. Hell of a graphic mm-hmm. designer. And I sent her just like what Taylor had done. And she was like, I want to make one. And I was like, I want you to make one. So she's working on a 420 design. <laughs> ah, for, yeah, so yeah, we already have awesome. like another one where we're going to have a 420 design of this character. And I want to do things like I have a Field Trip one. Or mm. like, and like keep it doing it. And that kind of jumps into like a little thing I wanted to talk about today, too, because I wanted to bring more awareness to this to like a live audience about um, you got into it recently. The DSO social media. Yes, platform. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I was going to talk to you about that. So, yes, nice. get, into it, yeah. get into it. OK, so, yeah. So I'm going to use this character and um, uh, OK, so I'm just going to give a little explanation. The DSO, like uh, the Diamond app and like the clout, clout feed, I think, is uh, what you can use. Mm-hmm. But it's like that. It's a uh, social media on the blockchain. And so pretty much it's like Twitter, Facebook, you make your posts on there. Um, But you can also do a bunch of other things like you can like post, retweet, obviously. But you can also give um, diamonds where you can actually pay, like give like cents or dollars to people like a like comment. But instead you're giving like cents and dollars to people on their posts, like what they're doing. Or Mm. and um, also when you make um, the diamond app or you make like uh, the social media platform, when you make the account, you also create your own creator coin. So essentially you have your own your own personal like Bitcoin over yourself. And this makes it easy for people to invest in your brand, um, invest mm-hmm. in like you, like they wanna yeah. put money into it because as the more people invest, it's like the Bitcoin, it's like, it's like uh, Ethereum. As more people invest, your coin goes up in worth. Mm-hmm. So the more, exactly. the, the little bit that they invest, it keeps going up too. So it's just like a way for people to invest in that company and like watch them grow and like uh, put their money where what they believe in and also grow themselves yeah. too and the more people invest the more value you yeah 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 so like i like right off the bat when i made it like a, one of the um one of my friends mercury alec he's um an artist that i've worked with here and uh, he was on that shit months ago maybe even a year ago he was like a pioneer to this shit and he's very popping on that platform now as an artist and he's like you can make your own nfts on there so you like mint your nfts and you like you the thing about NFTs, people think you're like buying an image, and you're not. You're not like you. You are buying the image, but anybody else can take that image. Mostly, what you're buying is like the fact that that image is yours, the original one, and also what's attached to it is also yours. So he like sells 
like one like if you buy like one whole diamond from him you get an artist passed for his whole life like you get into every show for free that you want to go to so it's like no that was a thing it's about what you attach to him so like for my merch things i want to do things for the with my idea for the the character that i have i want to make like five nfts of the original one and i want you you own that nft but you also get like a free shirt with it Mm. and then i also want to maybe make like an nft attached to like a design that like if you buy this nft you get a free shirt every time we make a new one of our characters like a Mm. new like collaboration with that little character okay so like you just get a free shirt forever and like another thing you can do like with stutterbox i plan on selling an nft one day that could probably it's probably only gonna go for like hundreds of dollars hopefully maybe it goes for hundreds of dollars where you'll get a free vip pass to like every show and like a field trip maybe i'll do something with field trip where like you get to rock you get to run around with me the whole time Mm. and like you get to see like what i do when i'm like running this festival like because i'll be doing a lot like a field trip i was on that golf cart like moving stage to stage making sure that like set times were going right i was like all over the place at field trip i lost my voice by the end of the weekend and i feel like you can get a lot like i if you like you can get experience on seeing like what you have to do to run a show like that and like people people might want to do that and people will pay like good money to be able to do that yeah and then as you like you attach that thing to the nft if you sell that nft you can also make sure that that the next person who sells it you get a percentage off of it so stutterbox productions or like even lolo savage lolo savage he wants to start doing the exact same thing like get into his shows for free he has a chance to become bigger than the Stutterbox ever will. And I think that if he were to sell that NFT and then like, yeah, somebody buy it for a few hundred bucks, if he ever blows up to like even the size of, of like, like obviously Drake or Kanye, somebody like that. Yeah, or well, like even, even like lower smaller, like mid-range. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, even like Flatbush or like somebody somebody smaller in that range. Like people will buy that. They want to, they want to have that meet and greet experience with them. And it could sell for thousands of dollars or like million dollars, dude, if you get big enough. And then if you can attach that, you get like 10% of that. So if somebody sells that for a million dollars, you get a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, like in the in the next sale. So that's like the cool thing about NFTs. Like it is like, it's all about the value of the person who's buying it. But at the same time, people, it's really like investing into what you believe in and shit like that. So like that's why yeah. it's become so popular and people have been buying. It's it's not just buying the image. It's not just buying the artwork and the content that's attached to it. It's buying what comes with it and like exactly. and like knowing that the person who's selling that to you will hold their word and you'll get like what you're purchasing and stuff like that. And I think. There's a lot of benefits that people, like artists especially, if you're not trying to get on this NFT, that like, it could simmer out, but it could also last just as long as like, people have been saying that about like Bitcoins and on oh, and cryptocurrency, like it could last just as long as this is going. And I think signing up for the decentralized social media, um, people like uh, Floyd Mayweather, actually just like, there's a bunch of accounts on there for famous people. Floyd Mayweather just accepted his account and he's actually on the platform. So, like, he's on there and he's, like, making posts about how people can invest in his stuff. So, like, yeah. the more and more people that jump into it, you're going to wish that you jumped in sooner. I wish I did. I wish I would have jumped in a year ago and started doing this and getting yeah. in on, like, the decentralized social media. Because it's really a cool way if you're doing a business or you're trying to become, like, if you're trying to become an influencer, like, you're trying to sell, if you're trying to sell yourself, if you're trying to sell, honestly, yourself as, like, a person, a business, like, you want to be on here so people can invest with you. And, like, it is, it, it could be the future. And you don't want to miss out if it is. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I see what you're saying. I don't think it's a crazy idea. You know, I think if 
people like us who are on the ground up, it it might sound crazy, but you know, if one of us blows up, it like logically it just makes sense. Like you buy a very large portion of this thing for a very mm-hmm. small amount, and that increases. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, if you lose, you just lose a very small amount of money. Yeah, true, true. Like only invest, always only invest what you can like afford. Yeah, like oh, it, it is great. Like I got into yeah. crypto like last december maybe two decembers ago man time flies i don't even know but uh so i got into crypto and it's like i've made some money off crypto and it's like helped me out a little bit too but only invest what you can afford to lose because you who knows like something bad happens like something major like a world war is announced or something you're losing everything every everybody's gonna pull out all their money and if you don't pull it out fast enough before the big people pull out theirs then you're like screwed and it's down to worth nothing again so like yeah you always have to be ready for that drop and that pullout because you never know when it could come but like it is it is solid like do your research do your investment and like yeah. get into these things because it, it it very well could be the future no i mean i'm a big uh bitcoin believer myself nice. um I mean, like I said, I think it just makes sense. You know, like what we're seeing right now, I think they just announced that um, we're in the highest inflation rate that the U.S. has ever seen. Uh, I mean, the the not to get like too political economic here, but like the value of the U.S. dollars dropping. Oh, man. And we can get political and economic. I love love that shit, dude. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, so... No, it is bad. Like, inflation and, like, you just see people... And, like, there's so many people who are blind to the fact that, like, well, if you just work a bunch... Then, then you'll make up for it. It's just like no, this generation's working more than the bootstrap generation yeah. who like pride themselves on working. Like this generation is working and they're making a lot less. And we're not buying houses. We're renting. We're living month to month. And it's yeah. just like people don't want to see that. They're like people would rather say, "Well, I have a good fifteen dollar an hour job where I work sixty hours a week and I'm doing just fine." It's like it shouldn't be like that. <laughs> no, like people, no, you should. Shouldn't. There's more to life than working sixty hours a week and like not being able to do what you want, not being able to spend the time that the way you want without even stressing about it like you don't have the money to even spend after working that much too yeah like there's a serious problem and yeah we're not like right now crypto is a good way like a lot of people are getting rich off crypto and if you're smart about it like you very well can and that's like a cool thing and people aren't having to work as much and that's the cool thing about our generation too it's like we find ways yeah. to work without working. A lot of people are working. very innovative. Yeah, no, they definitely... They, a lot of people have their side hustles. I was watching... They were talking about... Uh, it was Workaholics. They did, like, the last season on Paramount Plus, and they are like, you don't have a side hustle? And, like, the three <laughs> like the three guys, the main guys, were like, no, nah, no, nah, this is our main hustle, and we just go and smoke weed after. <laughs> and they are like, come on, even Karen has a side hustle. She does yoga on Saturday mornings. <laughs> oh, man, and I was dying, bro. No, but people, you have to have that side hustle. You have to find the thing that makes yeah. you money so you're not, like, <clears throat> working and slaving away. Yeah, I mean... It- <sighs> It's it's a you know it's a two sided you know it's a double sword thing you know because it's good in the sense that people can you know we are in the day and age where people can have that value and they can have that side hustle and like they can make that happen but at the same time it's almost getting to the point where people need to do that in order to survive like, oh, that's, yeah. it's like you said like people shouldn't have to do that no and that's you why know? you like that's why people who find their side hustle a lot of people enjoy what they do like and like but it's like become a thing where like I think they're trying to make fun of like like a California type like workspace where people are like, you don't have a side hustle and kind of judging you for not spending all your time working (laughs) your ass off because you have to, to live like how you want to live. So it's just like, it's fucked up. They're making humor. Like it it is just funny to joke about that type of thing because people are working their lives away and like making you feel bad about it if you don't. Like there's people seriously like that and it it shouldn't be like that. You should have time for yourself. You should have time 
And I think that's why mental health is like as low as it is too right now in the yeah. like especially in the United States, but like probably in the world. But people are more depressed than ever. I feel like, and it's yeah. because of how much they time they spend working and not being able mm-hmm. to do what they want. And even if they want to do what they want, they don't have enough money or time to be able to do what they want. We're we're in a time where like evolutionarily we don't know what the fuck to do with ourselves. <laughs> Like, like we're supposed to be like in the woods, like hunting fucking animals and shit. I and saw. We're just like on the computer, like no yeah. wonder everybody's fucking anxious and like going crazy. I saw know? something a crazy meme that the other day that was like, modern science has only been like a point zero two percent of like like they're like people were running around as cavemen for most of our for, for most of like humanity as civilization is <laughs> people were running around for cavemen and then like you get like religion and then it's just like modern <laughs> science like this little little graph it's just like how did we figure this all out in such a little time and it's all uh, dr fauci yeah <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh man dude but it's it really is crazy to think about like and, and i'm glad i'm alive during this time this is yeah. probably the greatest time to be alive even like even with all the problems that we have and like what we're dealing with day to day and like wondering just like what the fuck's going on i think i I spend a lot of my day just wondering. I just read something. I'm just like, what the fuck are, what, what is life? <laughs> like, what are we doing? This is like wild. I, like, sometimes it just doesn't feel real. Yeah. You know, the, for me, I've almost found some like peace in like finding more time to like read and just like game and just check out. Like, it, it sounds bad. Like, it sounds, it seems kind of fucked up, like being a podcaster and being someone who wants to stay in the know, like hearing about something late, you know, do mm. that. But like, I don't know. It's like, that's how people used to be. Yeah, you no. know, for real, information gets by so fast nowadays. Like, oh man, I couldn't believe it. Yesterday there was like a huge death in the scene. We talked about it a little bit beforehand, but mm-hmm. like, there was this twenty-five-year-old guy. He's like younger than me. I couldn't believe it. I looked up. Born in '96, but he was supposed to have this big show in Tennessee um, tonight at the Caverns at this really cool venue. It's like a cave, and like, yeah, there's been there's been a lot of cool shows there, but they found him just dead in his hotel room the yesterday morning and it was just like such a shock this guy was on like a great path his music was just one of a kind it was charles the first you should definitely go listen to his music if you haven't checked him out um he made some beautiful ass trap beats like i don't even like to call him trap because that was more than that he made Mm -hmm. a lot more than that but like the basis that's why i loved him was like his beautiful ass melodic layered very creative creative music so it sucks to see like somebody that young just like um go go down like just just like that just so sudden and then like i just watched that news travel so fast like i saw one post about it and then the rest of the night it was just people talking about it and it's just like crazy that's where we're at like a tech like where we're at with technology in our generation that's everybody knows in an instant yeah it's crazy i you know i remember when the insurrection happened like i didn't like realized that happened until like the night of because didn't that happen at like 11 noon or something like that wait what was it the insurrection on january 6th oh okay i know you should like okay yeah the capital uh i I think it happened either in the late morning or early afternoon but like and like i I had like been seeing memes throughout the day of the guy with the horns but just nothing (laughs) registered and then like it was like 6 37 at night and i'm online i'm like holy shit (laughs) have you watched the documentary explaining like QAnon (laughs) and like uh the one on hbo max i have not seen it but oh my god bro at the end and it was just like the owner of 4chan it was just like him and his son, like this Asian kid, and they like at the end of it, he's just like, um, he's like, um, yeah, and uh, and since I, and he's like, I did this, and then he's like, no, if I did this, and the guy's like, 
Or he's like, and he's and then, they, then they both just start laughing, and it's just like some Asian kid trolled all of QAnon for years, bro, for years, and then they got, then they actually sieged the White House. <laughs> There's so much bullshit on both sides of that. Watching like, uh, what's uh, the court Cortez, the AOC. I had not seen anything about. Oh her. man, she was just like, oh, like she was oh, just wait, like worried for that. her life. She wasn't even there. Yeah, she was, like, no, I life. remember I that. That like was a big. Either. I felt like that was a big distraction piece at the time. Oh, definitely. You know, There's they, so much shit going they're on. They're like, we're just gonna like have this like super. Oh, I you know use the race card and just distract from everything. You know, uh, have you heard of the? Have you heard the conspiracy theory or not? Well, theory, conspiracy theory, whatever. That uh, the FBI was involved. I mean, yeah, they're involved in like everything. Yeah. Like, like the FBI, the CIA. It's just like it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, like the I saw something the other day that the the tapes that they found that all the evidence in the Gisling Maxwell trial, all the tapes were already pre labeled by the FBI, and they're like, we don't know how we how all these are pre labeled. Like they'd Jesus already seen Christ. it, watched all the evidence, gave them back, and they're like, and then people were like. Well, maybe they just bought all that evidence <laughs> from the FBI. And it's just like anything but to say these guys are a bunch of raging pedophiles <laughs> running a sick child sex ring. But like, no, it's so bad. Who knows? Maybe uh, Epstein sent them to the FBI. Yeah, he was like, hey, you guys want to make sure that the person before me gets found? <laughs> they just addicted their make archive. Sure to send, make sure to send them back, please. <laughs> Now that whole trial is fucked. I've seen like Twitter accounts with five hundred twenty-five thousand dollars followers, uh, twenty-five thousand dollars, five hundred twenty-five thousand followers on uh, Twitter just get like taken down, just saying that they were just posting shit that wasn't true. But it was just like nothing, nothing about it was like false. Yeah, it's and it's amazing how little you hear about it. Yeah, I, mean, I, had not the, amazing, I looked but at also the New amazing. York Times, and the first thing I read, the the was like the second day of the trial. They were like. Gisleen Maxwell is wearing all black. It's a little bit different from what she wore before when she was just out with Jeffrey Epstein. They're just like talking about what like what what her fashion wardrobe was like before and before the trial and during the trial. And I was like, this is what we're here for. Oh my god. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say what what's all gonna happen with that. I think I think doing stuff like this, podcasting and independent media, I think that's gonna be the silver lining. That's gonna honestly, be the, so the much of it just gets filtered out though. Like it's just crazy. Like shit like that should be talked about, and more people, I mean, more people should be should be aware and actually care what's going on because like the list that they have, like the Netflix documentary was kind of bullshit that they did, but it did bring a lot of awareness. But it was made by a bunch of Democrats who were probably involved. So <laughs> wait, the documentary for what? The documentary, the first Epstein documentary on Netflix. Oh, I never watched it. Oh man, dude, they were just like we saw. One of the one of the girls that was down there was like, we saw Bill Clinton, but he was always nice and he was never doing anything. And I was like, oh yeah, I saw Bill Clinton down there. Well, he was probably like, oh, I'm sorry, girls, I just gotta get back home. I can't do anything about this. I did not have sexual relations with that little girl. No. Oh my god. Yeah, no, they're all they're all guilty, weird ass motherfuckers. Yeah, you know, it's really sad that. Uh, people don't talk about pedophilia and like the big problem is and it's all because people are uncomfortable with it and and, it's yeah, and there's people that are out there that actually think that like it's it's a disease like and i like that was a, like i've seen friends talk about it and just like different little different little threads and stuff about how people they might twist it in a way that they're just like well, what it, we have a problem and we're trying to get help. And it's just like, what if they let people off like that? And then they just like try to twist it like it is something weird like that. No, these people should be arrested. Like, this shit's fucked up many lives. So many, what, many lives. So let me ask you this, kind of devil's advocate. What about like uh, if they like haven't committed any, like if they haven't crossed that line, if they just admit that they have these feelings? Uh, no, I don't believe it. 
Oh, <laughs> oh no. I, I like they yeah, just so said that see, they've had the feelings, but they never like yeah, they've never yeah. approached. If they just start coming out and like saying I'd have these feelings, I would think that they're guilty. I would have like <laughs> I would think that they they've done something. I don't believe it, especially if they're an elite. Like if they can get what they want yeah, and they're yeah, able to, I'm yeah. calling bullshit and you're just trying to get point. out of it. I'm like if you can get what you want and you're going to get what you want, like with these elites, I don't believe if you're coming out and saying I need saved, fuck no, dude. I don't believe you and you deserve to rot in a cell. Yeah. Like it's fucked up. Like you got to think about like the lies that people have ruined like uh, you just read about how Gislaine admitted that they groomed these girls whose father died like and then brought the mom in and like just convinced the mom that they were gonna help her with college and give her a bunch of money and like help them out because they needed help after the dad died and then they groomed that girl for years and it's just like shit like that like they're fucking up lives they're ruining people's mental for the rest of their life like nobody's ever gonna feel the same after that and they did that to multiple women and it's also happened because they felt like they were in positions of power and that they could do what they wanted. And mm-hmm. that might be a big thing about it. These people might get the rocks hard, just like the power oh, there's that, a they huge... love, that they love having and like yeah. over control over anything, which is fucked up. There's got to be a huge sociopathic egotistical aspect to it, uh-huh. you know. Well, um, there's a, oh, excuse me, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. There's a guy named Eric Weinstein. Um, he's a podcaster and he did a podcast where he actually met. Um, Jeffrey Epstein like talked about his interaction with oh, him and shit. all that. Yeah, no, like uh, he had like he saw the painting of Bill Clinton and everything, and like um, there was like a vi- he like Jeff Epstein admitted there was like a video camera that was recording him and all this crazy shit. He had like this chick on his lap that he was just like like this like twenty one year old chick that he was just like bouncing on his lap while he was talking to him. <laughs> Dude, and I he was just like so uncomfortable, and he's like, "Get me the fuck out of here," you know. <laughs> Dude, I've heard some crazy things in the trial. They said the their uh, the groundskeeper was just like. Kisleen warned me to never look in, into the eyes of Jeffrey Epstein and like people have thought that he's like a demon like a sexual demon and like literally like it's a sexual demon on earth it's like some Damn. people's like and I could see that dude like one of those people that just have that presence that you're just like worried about like what the fuck's this person gonna do but yeah so I, I believe it dude like hey well, there's multiple people who are like this guy is yeah. just some sort of weird sexual demon deviant thing and exactly. I was like oh that's so weird but it's it's crazy that he even got put into that position at all because like the same guy Eric Weinstein like he you know because he's like a very scientific like physics uh-huh. type of guy and like he you know he just said like he just didn't think that he had like any scientific inkling like there was no reason that he should have been in that high ranking scientific no, position no and he like know? lied he lied um to get into the college he said that he had a bunch of experience and they never checked in on the experience and that's how he got his first college professor job and then after that that's when he first got into like finding the young girls and stuff and like sleeping with the students and then like even the person who hired him he was like it's kind of my fault that like he got hired and i never did a background check and that's what was the start to him just fucking up multiple women's lives and then it just got worse from there. And the whole documentary is crazy. I, I'd watch it even though, like, <laughs> even though it might be a little biased. Yeah. yeah, no, it might be. Yeah, it's definitely a little biased, but it's still worth the watch just to find out a bunch of crazy, interesting facts about, like, and how it's just not being covered more right now. Like, this yeah. trial's huge. Like, he killed it. Like, he got, he, he killed himself during his trial. And now, like, his wife is coming in, or what, not even wife, like, I don't even mistress is coming in here and it's just not publicized at all especially after the whole Rittenhouse thing like yeah it's interesting yeah <sighs> like I said independent media subscribe to the McCallist yeah, Hours podcast no definitely it should be if you haven't subscribed invest in both yet. of our NFTs <laughs> yeah no definitely <laughs> Fuck yeah. And I love that. Um, <clears throat> I love that you're doing that too. I think you and I both have, you and I and Lolo, you know, all of us, we both have it. All of us have a mindset to the future. Oh yeah, you know, definitely. And you have to be, if you want to progress, like 
there's no way that you can progress just like not doing progressive things like that or not jumping aboard things that might that might fizzle out that there's some risk to but like you'll never know unless you take that chance and one of those things is like cryptocurrency um decentralized social media that's attached to cryptocurrency nfts there's people making millions thousands of dollars on nfts and then you can like there's just so much that you can look into like definitely do your research but those things are so huge yeah i will say like kind of the the sad thing and i think the reason why people don't like when like people like us talk about this is like we're relying on the success of that on like the failure of the u.s you know (laughs) (laughs) like the way for crypto to like shoot up is the way for the u.s dollar to like just yeah i know oh what did yeah no i don't know i feel like something bad's coming i said this for years though but like it's either that or everything's gonna go surprisingly well we're gonna jump into like the metaverse (laughs) and like cryptocurrency is gonna pop off there's gonna be so much stuff attached to it the u.s is gonna decriminalize drugs and (laughs) and the government's gonna find a way to start making money off rehab instead of prison which is gonna be great like all of this stuff there's like a path where everything could go right but like most likely we're gonna go to war with china because yeah they do some crazy shit like (laughs) invade taiwan or something and then yeah we have to we have to finally back it up because nobody else is going to stand up to china and we're gonna have to balls up and fucking do it which is gonna suck but do you really think our generation is capable of like fighting a war like fuck yeah <laughs> we're fucking i, mean, I like, guess we could fight like a technological oh my war. god like the u.s government like our army we're set we might not even I, have I, to I have meant, a draft. I meant more, no i meant more like our generation like our like us as in like our age group yeah, I mean, it just depends. The people who have trained for war are ready yeah. for war, and we have a well-trained government. Yeah, but and, like, I wouldn't, like, I hope, I don't think there's going to be a draft. I think we have enough people who are, no. like, who sign up. Jesus. But, I like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to fight for, like, a go- like our government. I wouldn't want to sign up and under contract and stuff. But if I had to, like, fight for, like, a reason, like, yeah. I, I would definitely do it. But, it, like, I don't want to sign. I don't want to sign the terms of, like, a government. So I think, like, there are people, but, like, probably for a majority most people are fucking idiots. Well, I guess that's what I'm saying is like <laughs> I feel like a lot of people in our generation, like a majority of them, would not like even yeah, get their basic training. Yeah, whether they're not, training. they're built for it. Exactly, mentally, they're exactly. probably not ready. Mentally for or it. physically, like, yeah. you know. No, you're probably right about that. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people would learn a lot about themselves, and I think probably more people yeah. would make it than I give credit for. But there's so many bots. Like you look at Facebook nowadays. <laughs> like you go to the comment section at anything that has a bunch of comments, and you're just like. There are people are really this fucking stupid. Yeah. Like like a lot of people. Like I read something the literacy 70% have uh, 70% of Americans have the literacy of a 6th grader. Damn. I know yeah. that. Yeah. I was re- I read that the other day and I was like, "Sheesh. That makes me want to become an alcoholic." <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the okay. problem, bro. People are just so drunk, oh, they're illiterate. Well, yeah, I mean, well, um, you know, when the pandemic hit, like, alcoholism just skyrocketed. You know, we say as we drink it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't drink a lot, dude. I drink a lot during the winter, though. I love eggnog and bourbon. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it's not a bad time to drink. You know, what the fuck yeah. else are you going to do? You're trapped inside. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I, uh, yeah, once I turned 21, I drank a lot, and then I chilled out again. But over the last year, I probably started drinking a lot more, honestly. Mm-hmm. Even when I go out, I just started I casually too. drinking more. Yeah, you know, honestly, man, I I've slowed down only compared to, to Tesla. Some probably tell me no, but, um, I feel like I've slowed down quite a bit the last few months. Cons- you know, compared to why it was like six eight months ago, because I was drinking like every day. Oh man, dude. <laughs> uh, in this economy, you can't afford unless you're drinking yeah, exactly. hot guy. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. Exactly. So yeah, it, it's it it's a slippery slope. I'm definitely have gear of alcohol. I enjoy alcohol, but. Yeah. Anyways, I want to give a shout out to all my drinkers. Mostly, <laughs> mostly Lauren. 
and Pedro. <laughs> a shot to everybody. Oh, yeah, dude, bro. Up. Lauren is a steady drinker, and I commend him for it. That man, that man gets shit done, bro, but he gets shit done drunk. <laughs> I remember living with him, dude. He's just up till like three in the morning, and he had the bedroom upstairs, and he'd just be pacing for hours, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, yeah, dude. Oh man, Lauren is a fucking character. Uh, he is a character. Did you see his post about roasting him? Oh yeah, he's wanted to do that. I remember him talking about this for years, dude. But I was one of those people. Like, I would just like he takes things so personal. One time, uh, <laughs> one time he like showed up to out to eat with a bunch of our friends at uh, Miran, this Mexican restaurant, Noski, and I pulled up a high chair for him before he got there. <laughs> The motherfucker saw it and left, bro. I was like, what if I did that at your roast, bro? If I just, I sat a high chair up there as soon as you walked in, would you just be like, and just fucking leave, bro? I was like, Lauren can't handle the roast. I was like, God damn, <laughs> That's the bro. test, yeah. Yeah, for real. He's just going to be yeah. sitting there fuming, bro. Ah, fuck you. Like, <laughs> well, I think the, the object is you got to, like, bounce it out. You yeah. got to trash everyone equally. Oh, you got to, yeah, like, have the audience and have it, like, everything planned out and make make jokes equally about everyone. I think that makes people feel better. Yeah, that's true. That's it's true. like the fucking office episode where everybody just goes up there and they just grill Michael and like that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think anyone would feel I think the best comedian in the world would just feel like really fucking shitty after that. Like, oh, god yeah. damn, like I didn't get to fucking like like nobody else got shit. Like yeah. it's just me, you know. No, I definitely I'm gonna have to watch. I'm gonna watch a bunch of roasts that people do on like different Oh, I watch roasts too. all the time, man. Oh man. Fuck, yeah. No, it'll be a good one. And Lauren will be a good sport about it, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it's just so funny. Like, people, all of our friend groups, like, Lauren wants to do a roast, so that motherfucker is just going to be pissed as a mo- He's going to be pissed off, bro, by the end of it. Yeah. People might not talk to each other for a little bit afterwards, but that's okay, you know. That's what friends are for. You got you to talk shit about each other. A healthy amount. Oh, yeah. And our friend group definitely does do that. <laughs> Pedro, the other day, he, like, shared this meme, and he was like, uh, can't or stop hanging out with your friends who just randomly talk shit to you or say something like "fuck you," and Lauren's like, "Well, I guess we're canceling Pedro Austin." And I was like, "Yeah, what is this motherfucker doing sharing this?" He was just, I was like, "You have no business, bro." I'll just send random messages to my friend. I'll be like, "Ho" or "bish," and I'll just like that's how I start off the conversation with them. Like that's our friend group, and like people might like it's so crazy like how offended this generation gets about everything, everything. dude. You can't like. That's why I like, I like doing these podcasts, but sometimes I'm just like, what if I go off on the wrong thing? That's why I stay off on like <laughs> certain things that I just don't talk about like publicly. There's like just yeah. certain situations that people talk about. Like I'll talk about the Dave Chappelle thing because I don't care about like <laughs> like his latest stand up, like and how people got so offended over that. Like I actually like felt like his story. Did you watch that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd... By the end of it, like I had a tear in my eye when he was talking about his friend who like hmm. his comedian, yeah. the lady that he met and then like did the stand up with and ended up killing herself after she defended him on Twitter. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, dude. That, that shit, shit was sad as hell. And, like I can understand where his anger is at and why he's calling them out and. He calls out everybody equally, and I think the, like, yes. He's the, really good. Though. Yeah, yeah, for real. So I think it was unfair for people, and, like, I, I don't think they could do anything. You can't cancel Dave Chappelle after everything that he's said and done. No, he's like, uncancelable. He's, a, geni- he's yeah. a genius, and the way he went about it was classy, you know, like, he, he called him out, and he had some serious emotion about why he did it, and he's a smart guy, and he's an artist, and he did it in a correct way, and, I, like, I fucked with that, and I think, like, Cancel culture in general, like there's certain people, like people would be like, "Well, rapists deserve to get canceled." Like, no shit, rapists deserve to get canceled. Yeah. Like, but like a lot of people, if they say something, like if they say something that could be forgiven for, 
they don't need to lose their careers and their like unless they cross a line like substantially like it does like like cross it if they just say something dumb like an opinion they have because they're not educated enough to make like form like a a, 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 like well opinion a well opinion or not not the right way to say that (laughs) well opinionated statement um then yeah like they should be able to come back from that and not just like be just be attacked and like want be attacked so hard that some people like take their lives from it like the internet's a crazy thing man and like people like i love i'd love to believe that there's like good in a lot of people but at the same time a lot of people are so miserable that they just want to make everybody else miserable i think yeah well that's that's like the never-ending carousel that you know <laughs> mm-hmm. like like fuck i play uh i play left for dead i feel like every time i go on oh, there man. i just like I, molly gives me shit all the time because i'm just like feeling the fire of like and i get fucking pissed i'm like fuck you kicking me fuck you and i get yeah you know? dude i read a stat the other day <laughs> left for dead had more players than back for blood left dude for dead too it's popping back. that fucking release was trash Bro, i never I, played back for blood i love the left for dead series a little repetitive after a while but like yeah, I never played Back for Blood. Well, I so I didn't play the full game either, but I played the beta, uh, the beta, and I hated it. I mean, it, it was basically just someone a good way someone described it was just Modern Warfare Zombies. Um, you know, that's yeah. essentially all it was. I mean, and it like it seemed the whole thing I liked about Left 4 Dead is like the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like those Call of Duty Black Ops games where like you can just hop in and just play, and oh, you don't yeah. have like a character with stats, and like you don't yeah, have to like yeah, yeah. like I. You know, I like game sometimes having games where you have to think like that, but I also like just being able to walk in and just play for a little oh, bit yeah. without being like, mm, where's I my character? Love a good zombie killing game. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. I love the Resident Evil series. Like, if I had like a top three series, my my two would be Final Fantasy and Resident Evil, like on series that I love the most. Damn. And then the third one, I like probably like to put a shooter there. It would probably be Halo just because, mm, like, classic. it's just such a classic game. I spent a lot of time playing it. And Call of Duty just disappoints me more than it nowadays. I'm <laughs> yeah. excited next year. We'll talk video games for a little bit because I love video games. But <laughs> next year they're uh, releasing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And then they're mm. also going to release a Warzone map with all of the old MW2 maps from like the 360 days all like thrown into one. So the Battle Royale map is just going to be all those maps thrown into oh, one map, which damn. will be really cool and nostalgic. But like that's what Call of Duty sells off of now is nostalgia, which kind of sucks because you're like, yeah. I'm buying Modern Warfare 2 <laughs> I'm just because I'm so hyped for that and just like trying to go back to my days <laughs> when I was in junior high and high school, just chilling with my friends in the morning on a Saturday, just playing Xbox. Yeah, there's got to be something when like people buy those games for the second time. They're like, they feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot. You know, like I'm paying $60 this again oh man i just bought a <laughs> final fantasy 15 because I, pl- I played that when it first came out it came out like 2018 or 2017 something around there and i just i put 30 hours into that over this last week that i wow. that i played it yeah because that's just like one of those games you're gonna put a lot of hours and grind a lot of hours into it and level your characters up because but like i play so many games over again and i never kick myself <laughs> dude i'm always just like i fucking love this shit i'll play old ps1 games like i downloaded it on my psv this game called Chrono Cross that's getting a remaster now, which is really cool. But I downloaded that last year. The only way you could get it is like going to the PS3 store or PSP store because they have like the old PlayStation oh, store. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so I downloaded that on my PSP and was playing that last year. And then like the old Knights Old Republic games, all those are classics. Mm-hmm. They're all getting remakes though, which is really cool. Like, it's really cool to see all my favorite games yeah. getting remakes. It's my like, only my only worry with the remakes is like if they suck and then they make it like impossible to be able to play the old one. Yeah. Have you did you play any of the Final Fantasies? No, I never did. Dude, Final Fantasy seven, they like remade the game. And so like I'll just, kind of a rundown. The old game was like it's like kind of the same game. 
but they're kind of playing it as the old game was like a dream. The beginning of the remake was like you waking up from the dream of the last game. It started off the same way as the last one, except everything's a little different. And like your characters are all aware. They're like remembering all the playthroughs from the first game, but little things are changed. It's so fucking nuts. Like Like a lot of old people are like, fuck this, we wanted a direct remake. But me thinking about it, like this game was made in like 90s, like the 90s. And now they've made it to a point where this game is building off the story from the last one instead of just remaking it. And like everybody's aware, like there's certain characters that die in the game that are like aware that they're going to die. You can see a click in their head and they're like, because things are going the same way, but they like want to change it. It's so nuts. Like that, I've been waiting on on the second part to that remake for like, they only released the first part and I think they're releasing it in like three different parts. But I've been waiting to see what comes next because it's so insane. Like the Reddit threads on it, and like it's crazy <laughs> that like a, a great a legendary company like Square Enix can build off a game that they made in the '90s, completely remake it, but also like add on to the story at the same time, so that you don't know what's going to happen next. You mm. don't know how the game's going to end. It can end completely the same as the first one, or it can end like completely different. The story could all change. The certain characters should, might not die and stuff like. Hmm. It's insane. I fucking love video games. <laughs> Haley hates it. Hey, Haley, dude, she was like, I didn't know you were such a gamer because I met her at a time where I was just traveling around festivals and like didn't yeah, have yeah. time for it and like was just like living life. But like, I I was built on every console. We've had like every console since the Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> Xbox Holy came shit. out, the PlayStation. Like wow. my dad, yeah, my stepdad, he like loved all games. So I've built off that. Like I. I've definitely grown off that, and Haley's found out in like the last couple of years that like there's a game to be played, and I'm like I'll, I'll play it for sure, dude. I'm I'm so I love video games. Yeah, that's one thing I like about Molly's. We're both gamers. She's yeah. she's more of a gamer than me sometimes. Oh yeah, dude. I try to get Haley. I got her a Switch when I got a PS4. Mm, I like got a Switch. In. Yeah, no, the Nintendo Switch is solid. I play the Pokemon's on there, hundreds of hours on the Pokemon's on there. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I remember I, I played Pokemon on the Game Boy uh-huh. when I was growing up. Oh yeah. Um but like when I was growing up, um uh, game uh video games were like banned from my house essentially most oh, of them. Oh really? Yeah, I got to play like Zoo, Roller Coaster Tycoon, um and some other like really like Zoo Tycoon? Zoo Tycoon, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah shit I love like those that. Games. My mom loved those games too. Yeah, I played like Game Boy games like Pokemon, Homer, Hidden Run, but like I, I would go with my friends and play like the Call of Duty and shit. So I still like got it, I'm still kind of aware. But yeah, there's like a whole video. I'm like catching is it up in my. Is, it, is your family like Christian? Yeah, they're super hard. So uh, my... they, they believe the whole like you know video games make you violent, rot your brain. Like yeah, that old did you school... see that video shared from the pastor that was talking about the Pokemon cards? And no. like somebody shared well, pull, it. Can we pull that up? Oh man, it's just like this. Say, we'll probably look up pastor and Pokemon cards. Just Google it, Pokemon card video. Oh, I love and this And it's shit. just like, and if somebody shared it, and they're like. This is the reason why my mom threw out my entire Pokemon collection when I was a kid, <laughs> threw out all of his cards and stuff. We were just talking the other day. It might have been on the last episode. Yeah, Pokemon um, Power right there. Um, I was banned from Yu-Gi-Oh cards as a kid, too. Okay. Poke- yeah, there you go. Pokemon Power. Um, yeah, I was banned from because Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Because it's important. My, uh, my grandma fucking got me a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh cards and like my parents threw For them the out. church to deal with issues as they come to the forefront. What? Was, what? <laughs> Plucking us again. No. Hey, come to the forefront. Oh, it might just be the video. Mute? Just go, go skip forward, forward a little bit. A little yeah, bit. go yeah, forward yeah. a little bit. Just... Nope. What? Try a different video. That's what happens when you get rid of the dislike button. You can't fucking tell <laughs> if it's a bad video or not. Oh, what man. The fuck? They take it down for copyright? Here. Wait, that's not even the same pastor. I saw a whole different pastor, dude. This must have been a thing. Yeah, like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, Harry Potter. 
I remember when they released Harry Potter, because that it's was important like a big thing. For the church to Let's deal see. with issues as they come better. to the forefront in society. I said, son, what is that one morning? He said, that's, uh, that's Pokemon. And son, I found out that Pokemon means pocket monster. Pokemon is <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> are incredible creatures that share the world with humans. Each has his own fighting abilities. Some grow and evolve into even more powerful creatures. The children are developing relationships with all these Pokemon creatures. Little, reclusive, power-filled monsters. But why should they carry these monsters in their pocket? They say the Pokemon's whole effort is to train children how to become the number one Pokemon master in the world. You follow the new age teachers, you find out that masters are those who uh, take control of spirits in the like dark realm. This. And they tell those... Isn't that capitalism? <laughs> <laughs> like being the like being the best isn't yeah, that the whole just, goal you want to be the best you want to make the most money yeah. and you want to give out none of it oh but for pokemon no you can't do that no, no, all right no. start again sorry i just thought that was it's what to do the child at some point becomes capable of taking these powers and channeling them through their mind through their arms or through their power sources their power sources of course are many of the symbols that they pick up from the pokemon paraphernalia so, so Pokemon is a game that teaches children how to enter the world of witchcraft, how to cast spells, how to use psychic phenomena, how to put work supernatural powers against their enemies, how to fantasy role play. Pokemon world is a world of the demonic. Of the oh, satanic. you went there. I was well, wondering, I wonder where he's going to go with this. This is a whole different pastor video. That demons so, like, that's hilarious. Serious. Satan takes it quite seriously. Your children knew, need to know there's a devil and he hates them and he wants to ruin their life. Uh, there was even a couple of reports where children had been stabbed by other children over Pokemon cards. Do you remember the Dun Dungeons and Dragons game of the 80s where uh, children, young people even, ended up killing themselves because it was a role-playing game. Our kids are going out in gangs on the streets and they're so used to killing each like other in their one fantasy time. games Game. and their video screens and blowing each other away and blowing each other up. That when they walk down the street yeah, and they pull out their 45 ever. and they pump some friend full of bullets, they kind of think in the back of their mind, well, they're just going to, we'll turn off the machine and they'll get up and they'll be there tomorrow and I'll shoot them again. It's just a game. No more Pokemon. Russian roulette is just a game. But they're so into this make-believe world that they can't distinguish between fantasy and real. Listen, I can't stress this enough. Yeah. How that obviously. everything right, in life good. is real. <laughs> Oh man, dude. Yeah, it's just Everything. like things like uh, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Harry Potter. Like those are all things that people got so afraid oh of. Oh my gosh, dude! My parents got freaked out over Harry Potter too. They banned me from Harry Potter. Oh my! I God. went to a Catholic school, and all my fucking friends at Catholic school were reading Harry Potter, and are like, "What the fuck is wrong with like your family? Like not letting you read this?" And then my mom finally writes, "Yeah, that's not that bad." Like, Jesus <laughs> fucking real, Christ! For real. I believe anything you fucking. Oh man, dude. Read, look at the source material. That's my, it's my, uh, you know, if it's getting sold to consumers, it can't be that bad for an adult, you know? Yeah, honestly, like, <laughs> things are getting, like, it is crazy to see, like, where we've come, like, over the last time. So much stuff is acceptable now that's just, like, not, that wouldn't have been acceptable even, like, 10 yeah. years ago, 15 years ago. And then stuff that, like, 
gets you canceled or fucked that's just like was accepted like 10 15 years ago yeah. like times change and you just have to you just have to roll with the punches and honestly and just go with yeah, the flow exactly can you imagine that elvis was once devil's music like <laughs> listening to his music like like you can't believe that people thought that, that was evil yeah for real wasn't like, elvis a thief didn't he like steal all his oh music? i'm like, sure yeah. oh 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 stole his music I stole like his music. i think he stole it from like black people really yeah oh or maybe I, it was johnny cash what i think it might have been I, I don't that was know. probably. I, I, think, I think you know. Not even. I think it was Elvis. Elvis you think say that. Right. I think I have heard that. Yeah. Maybe I think maybe Jailhouse Rock was stolen. Yeah, all the cool stuff stolen from black <laughs> people. Honestly, <laughs> that's true. I said I remember seeing this meme. I was like, Lauren, you shared a bunch. I was like, black people make things cool. White people make things safe. <laughs> That's fucking good. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's funny. I haven't heard that one. Goddamn. Oh, so you're obviously wearing a hat, but uh, I'm curious, like, uh, your dreads. How long have you worked on that? Like, what has yeah, been your, so my, your journey? I, um, so I had long hair for a while. So after high school, I always knew I wanted to have long hair. And, like, I've been growing my hair out since I worked at Pizza Hut, like, right after high school. And so I've been growing, when was that, 2014? So, like, we're sitting at nearly eight years that I've been growing my hair out. And I started getting dreads when I moved up to West Des Moines. And, like, the thing about my dreads are, because I know, like, some people think that, like, that's, like, not culturally appropriate and shit like that. But I have, I have like, a lot of, a lot, a lot of uh, people, like, uh, a lot of black people who, like, even appreciate it or, like, come up to me and compliment me on, on my dreads. Yeah. And, like, I would probably, if I went out and, like, got my dreads done and, like, they didn't, like, my hair, all I've done is pull apart my hair. It all mats together like that. So, like, it's been a process of just... My, my hair always used to, like, get this cowlick and stuff. And, like, oh, I would just wake damn. up with, like, knots in my hair. Like, and I would have to brush them out and stuff. So, like, this is all natural. I've never put any wax in them. I've never went to somebody to get them done. Like, my hair wow. just clumped up together. And, yeah, so I just pull them apart and I have an ass load of dreads. I remember the first time I counted. I didn't want this many. I only wanted, like, a few. And then, like, my hair just started going crazy. And I had, like, 50 dreads one day. And now I've got a full dread head. Damn. I know you got all up. Are you able to show, oh, yeah. show oh, your yeah. dreads? Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Oh, it's all tied up, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've got it all tied up right wow. now, which is really, yeah, but the crazy thing is, like, it's tied up and it's folded. Here, I'll take these off. So, uh, so how long have you, uh, I don't know if you said that, how long have you been doing that? Uh, my what dreads have probably started in, like, 2018. That's when I started okay. dreading it. Yeah, when I moved up to West Des Moines. Somebody's calling me real quick. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's probably been, like, a good four years that I've had my dreads and stuff. And, like, I like to keep not all my hairs dreaded. Some of it's loose hanging and stuff. And I like to keep it like that, too. I like uh, the way I can fashion it. But, yeah, it's really cool. I like uh, folding. I love the bells on this hat. <laughs> but um, I like being able to fold up my hair. Since it's gotten longer, it's been really nice. Because my hair used to be down to, like, my belly button almost, and then like when my dreads came, it shortened up a lot, and people have been noticing my hair getting longer with my dreads, so it's been cool. Who knows how long yeah. I'm gonna get them though? I'm not really sure exactly how long I want to keep my dreads, but she got go out. Okay. Um, how long have you been? Uh, uh, or well, I just fucking asked that. What the? <laughs> um, how do you wash? Like, do you wash it? Or do yeah, you just, I just let wash go? my hair. Yeah, I do, I wash it like normal. Like I use a uh, Head and Shoulders. 
because um, it's never not working, as they say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I use Head and Shoulders, and like I just wash it a couple times a week. I um, I washed it today for the occasion, which is nice. It's still kind of <laughs> wet, tied up underneath this hat. So, yeah. Um, so, so at a point, does it just like not ruin it? If you oh, wash yeah. it, or? no, it's not. It doesn't ruin it at all. Okay. Honestly, I've been washing my hair the whole time. I never had to. I think. Honestly, like there, there's some people from my hometown. I don't know what the who brought up that people didn't wash their hair, but I'm sure it's some <laughs> something racist. Like I'm sure it just has racist heritage. They're like people didn't yeah. wash their hair with dreads, and like yeah. I have I hate to tell people that. But, like I'm down in my hometown. There was like this guy giving me a bunch of shit, like you never wash your hair, and I was like, oh, I bet I shower more than you do, and I was just <laughs> like, ah, dude, people are people are so obnoxious huh. sometimes. So my my uh, ex wife actually tried to do dreads for like six eight months didn't last long some but, people just can't do it like your hair's just yeah. not built for it well i mean she could have done it but like i <clears throat> it was approaching her wedding day and everybody was like no you're not gonna like <laughs> oh, have no. fucking half dreads it, for that people shit. should do what they want but half dreads i guess yeah I don't know. but it was weird though because she would use like vinegar like oh. she would use like a spray bottle of vinegar and that's how mm. she washed her hair it was disgusting yeah no hell no, no i wash my hair normally my dreads and then my hair sticks together i don't know i think if some people can do it and some people can't but yeah, I'm at the point now where I'm never going to brush my hair out, so I just have to live with them until I decide to shave my head. But, I don't know, I don't plan on shaving my head anytime soon. I like it. I feel like I remember like just having long hair and just like having like the, I don't know, there was always like as people talked about the spiritual connection that people have with long hair. Yeah, I used to have really long hair myself. Oh, it really? No shit, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, when she gets you. back in here and pull up a picture. Yeah, I'll show you afterward. But, um, how many shows would you say have you been to? Total. like been to been like yeah oh my i'm God. sure i'm so sure it's like i started number. traveling a lot in 2016 like festival wise i've definitely been to over 20 like three-day music festivals at least like over 20 easy shows hundreds like I th- if i think about it myself i've thrown probably nearly 50 shows since 2018 like just different one-off hip-hop even a hip-hop events edm mm-hmm. events locals like, oh, man, I've been to hundreds. I'll probably be to a thousand in, like, a couple years, maybe. Okay. <laughs> like, wow. I've been to hundreds of shows for sure. Wow. Do you ever get, like, any kind of anxiety being in shows, or are you just completely No, I mean, I get anxiety before I go out. Like, mm. it just sucks. Like, especially, I don't know, over the last year or so, especially when we weren't going out a lot, um, I've been getting adjusted to going back out. It's been, <laughs> yeah, like, kind of weird. I like, in Des Moines, when I wasn't able to go out to Nightingale, like, the only place they were having shows at the time, it was weird. I didn't go out a lot then because it was the only place that the people were like having shows and I wasn't allowed there so like going out and like just dealing with some drama like of the scene you're gonna have a drama in every scene or like just going out and make, trying to figure out what you, what conversation you're gonna have and stuff with different people but once I get out there it's always so natural it's always so easy like mm-hmm. the people are That's generally good. easy to talk to and like I've seen a lot of people I'm just trying to keep like an open like kind of like an open book thing dude I like I'm easy to read like and I'll talk to people about anything honestly mm-hmm. like I love connecting with people and having the conversations that I, I'm gonna remember about somebody and like picking out like because I'm a guy who's really bad with names even like I'll oh, remember yeah, conversations same. that yeah. we've had like before I'll even remember faces sometimes cause it'll be like a dark place or like I'll just be a little turn up but like you bring up like what we talked about last I'll be like oh yeah dude I'll, I remember exactly that like somebody came up to me at, at our show last Friday and god I forgot what his name is dude I was, I was turned <laughs> last Friday I was turned That's last funny. Friday dude but it was a good time 
But he came up to me and he like was talking to me, told me his name, and then he was like, I came up to you at Infrasound. And I remember he came up to me and like thanked me for field trip and like said he had a great time at field trip. And I like remembered the conversation like that we had, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember you. <laughs> so like it's weird. I won't because I've made so many people and like so so many names and faces like. It's insane, but I remember like the the cool like little interactions that I have and the ways that I connect with people, which is really cool. Fuck yeah, but you know, and that's a skill that you have, you know, that you're able to do that. Um, people might not appreciate that, but like you be able to like go to live events and like do that, like that plays a huge role, I'm sure. In your oh business. yeah, no, hundred percent. I think. All right, everybody, we're back. Sorry, um, <clears throat> my animals suck and they like to interrupt everything. They want their they want their camera. They they love the camera. <laughs> they want to be on. Yeah, I, I always say like, dude, I, there's a, gonna be a day where he goes back to the pound. Right, I can't take it anymore. I'm like, all right, we're gonna have like a we're gonna have Joe Rogan on as a special guest, and Duke's just gonna come in and bite his oh, face man, off. I'm like, you're, you're gone, man. Yeah, uh, Haley's been having that problem with the cats because they get one. Our cat Alvin keeps eating up her like she has like tank tops that just have like elastic strings that hold the shoulders. Oh, and he just loves eating those. Oh yeah, we've had that problem too with Duke eating our clothes. It's fucking that sucks. <laughs> um, we were, uh, we kind of talked about everything that we were going to today. I think mm-hmm. I don't think you really had anything, but well, you had a couple things before we wrapped up. Um, you had some merch coming up that you wanted to talk about, and what what do you have, what do you got going? Yeah, on? so right now we um, we talked about the merch collaboration that we have coming up with Third Vision, but um, we knocked out some uh, hats that we're pulling up for uh, Stutterbox Productions. We got some stocking caps that are pulled up. We uh made these through silocentric um we put the the logos on the on photo there. molly sorry um we put the logos on there and the, they're going to be embroidered on there obviously we just threw them on there so people know what colors are going to be on there but those are going to be embroidered logos um i really enjoy I, i'm going to have both of them honestly but i really enjoy the black on black i really like that i'm, I'm excited to see yeah. how those ones turn out dude with the purple and green outline and then a lot of people we've had a lot of black merch so i just wanted to get some color out there for the people give people yeah. some purple okay. hats some okay. white white and green i think that'll be cool you know i was in pepin and purple and white were our school's colors oh, so yeah. i'm very familiar with purple and white nice dude i'll have to grab one of those match go to yeah. go to a football game yeah cool shit man yeah no i'm i'm, I'm stoked for those those are 25 dollars. you can get them um go to our facebook page uh stutterbox productions mm-hmm. um we have uh the post on there obviously and in the comments we have the link to the to the silocentric website where you can order those and if you're in des moines you can get local pickup and you can reach out to stutterbox page or to me and we can work something out or you can get it shipped to you and they're pretty affordable like 25 bucks not too bad they're gonna be quality they're gonna be stretchy they're gonna have a little room to them obviously mm-hmm. i have all these dreads people have been hitting me up about the sizing of them because people like some loose fitted stocking caps not tight to head so they're gonna be they're gonna be nice gonna be some quality i'm excited silocentric always pulls through so fuck yeah yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to grab one of those, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I love that logo. Uh, the You know, that Yeah, no, it's that. great. Uh, and, like, we uh, Will Wyland made the original logo, and then we, like, uh, we had uh, JC. She ended up remaking the logo, and that's oh, who she made both okay. of these ones. Like, just kind of gave it some more color, and I've I had see, seven or eight logos with different colors and stuff. Mm. She really killed the logo, logo package that she made when she redid those. We're thinking about getting some new logos made. Um, just, I don't know what I want to do yet, but launching some new merch with the new Starterbox logo. We've been running with the Digi logo for years now, at least three years, like yeah. a year since we got into it. So yeah. Uh, when we, uh, when the podcast rebrands next year, uh, we're new logo is definitely going to be in there. Nice. Head up Jason. House of Leopold makes yeah. dope logos. Yeah. I always recommend her. I know Jaden, he works, makes killer graphic design, mm. gorilla graphics. 
they do video work for me too those guys just plug people in at the end yeah, you know yeah. those guys are all great on the, on their craft like i love exactly. having a good team that i can call to and they can be able to jump and make me some quality content like that's so in this industry being able to have quality that people look at and like it's above that it's above average that's what's made stutterbox like uh, when we when i first got in this jason boyles he was a friend of my homie james one of the mm-hmm. og founders and he just made great work did some work for us and he ended up going through and he ended up working on the dance fest he every year he makes the dance fest recaps he does cosmic kingdom now like really upgraded and like shouts out to him because he made some great video content for stutterbox like when we first got out that really caught people's eyes and made people want to go out so just having quality content dude really killer in this industry fuck yeah i think uh i think you know we're all and you know the podcast also is going to be collaborating with a lot of people nice you know yeah, yeah, there's a lot of talent. Be, I feel like not enough people appreciate it. Oh, yeah, for real, for real. Um, but, yeah, what, what else did you say you had a four-year um, anniversary? So, yeah, coming? so the last thing I wanted to talk about, I just wanted to plug some info about our four-year anniversary. I think that people... Um, it's crazy that Stutterbox has been around for four years now. Yeah. Um, we weren't nice. able to throw a three-year anniversary last year, obviously, which kind of sucks because of COVID. Yeah. Um, it's uh, our birthdays in Jan- or February. Our first show that we ever threw was uh, our first Space Base in the old Mexican restaurants. <laughs> in 2018, we threw a Space Base with Nora the Boy and Tripio. And that's like kind of like our birthday for it. So February 18th, we are having a show at Gabe's. It is going to mm, be on the heavier yeah. side. We've got some artists who have uh, released on the Ganja White Knight label on Subcarbon. Um, so it's going to be Iowa City. I think I think they're going to love it. We've also brought in some of my favorite some of my favorite uh, openers for like local talent. And yeah, it's, it sucks to call them openers because they could be headliners on on some shows that I throw. Like they deserve it. Like super talented lineup. It's going to be at Gabe's on um, February eighteenth. It's a Friday night. Uh, the lineup stacked. I'm super stoked. I'm working uh, with the. Uh, uh, Malcolm, a medicine place on this one again. Um, anything in Iowa City, we just threw the sub-seasons event. That, um, they went really well. I love working in Iowa City. There's a lot of love out there um, for Stutterbox. Um, the venues are great. Gabe's is great. And they really give a good platform. And they actually care about the platform, like the EDM. And they care about the people who are bringing in. And they respect us. And they want to help us as we're helping them. Like They're really mm-hmm. appreciative. So... Yeah, come out to Gabe's on February 18th. Um, we're going to have a lineup released real soon, I'm sure. We just got the contract signed and stuff. So we're, we're getting after it. Four-year anniversary. I'm very stoked. Fuck yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, it, like I said, it's crazy that you've been doing this for four years. Uh, for real. I'm getting. And... I'm like a, I'm more than a novice now. I remember when I first started <laughs> throwing, throwing just darts at the board at this, like, just fake it till you make it type shit. And now, like, uh, I'm able, yeah, I, I feel like I've gained a lot of respect in the industry. I've worked, I've made a lot of good deals. I've worked with a lot of different agencies oh, yeah. and, like, a lot of different artists who you see, like, make, I take pride in this. There's, like, so many artists that I've booked before they're on Cosmic Kingdom, before they're getting brought in on, like, the bigger people's tours. Like, there's so many artists. Like, if there's a, if there's a lineup now and, like, they're coming through on a tour that I'm not bringing through, there's, like, usually one or two artists on that tour that's already been through Iowa and, like, I've already built a fan base for them. And I think that's something to be proud of, like, finding yeah. that talent that's going to be brought through that's going to make it to the next level. It sucks that, sometimes it sucks that I'm, like, I can't get them, but... I also can create platforms for these artists that, like, instead of them coming in on somebody else's tour, like, I'm the type of guy who can give these guys the main stage platform, like, these underground artists, so that's what I take pride in doing, and and it's cool to see the growth of these artists and me growing with them at the same time, so, yeah, four years, let's go, four more, coming right up. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Well, man, you got a... 
you have a vision, you have a drive, and I fucking love it, man. Uh, you know, a lot of this podcast, I, you know, the outreach that we've had, I have to contribute to you and Lolo. You know, you guys came in on number thirteen, and yeah. like that, that, like that mark, that episode was like a landmark episode where I really would like. You know, that was when I really first started fucking with real artists and real people and mm-hmm. shit. And yeah, I mean, so I love yeah, having no, you. That was such that. a fun episode. I remember that, dude. And we, <laughs> me and Lauren were sharing the shit out of that. Because me and Lauren, that's why I'm excited. When you guys get the new format going next year, like have, I know Lauren's already got something planned on there, but yeah. I'd love to come on with Lauren and Fuck there's yeah, some we'll other people. On, like, I'd, be, I'd love to bring Malcolm on here and come on with Malcolm mm. and like talk about some shit that, like, because there's so much shit that I didn't even get to today. I like, I like to, I spent today, like, reminiscing kind of giving like a little bit of background like our first kind of giving the people a little bit of information that maybe they've thought about asking or i've been asked before so it's really cool to do that but there's just so many different things i'm working on with so many different people like it'd just be fun to come in and explain that and like the time that we have and yeah no i would love that i would love you to you know come back you know regularly with other people that'd be fucking awesome we could do some great stuff um Austin, I feel like it's a good time to probably wrap this up. Yeah, let's um, do it. I put links in your in the description, but otherwise, where can people find you? And all um, that? Yeah, so pretty much um, Facebook, uh, Stutterbox Productions, easy to find. I think uh, Instagram is Stutterbox underscore Productions. I don't know if you put all the social media. We're on Twitter a little bit. Um, Diamond Platform. If you're going to yep. get on get on the Diamond app uh, or Clout Feed, if you can download Clout Feed, it's an app on your phone that connects you to the to the social media platform. Um and get on there, follow Stutter Boss. Let me know. Send me a message when you get on there. I'll give you a shout out right away. Like my following's not super big, but Lauren got on there. I haven't given you a shout out yet. I've been slacking. <laughs> this last week I've been busy, dude. But I'm gonna get on there. I'm gonna invest in the homies coins. I put a bunch of decent on there. I was on waiting for an NFT drop that never came. So I'm being putting in money into coins. Like get on there. Let me know that you're on there. I'll share it. We'll get you. We'll get you up there. We'll try to. We'll try to work on this together. We'll create a solid community. So yeah, Fuck find yeah. me on there. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing with the podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Exactly. Awesome. It's been a pleasure, man. Yes, sir. Thank uh, you again. Stay tuned. Next week, we're gonna we're not gonna have a guest. We're just gonna have a regular upload. So, nice. yeah. If you want that, come enjoy it. Yeah, come check it out. Follow. Make sure to subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. If you checked yeah, you in today, bastards. if you checked in, yeah, if you checked in to me today, and we just wanted to see what was up, make sure to subscribe to the channel. It doesn't take much. You already got a YouTube channel. Like, make sure to like that shit. Comment on posts. Like, this is just a friendly reminder for people who want to support their friends' business to comment on posts, share their posts, yeah. get that outreach because people are going to like the little things that you do that doesn't take time at all. Like, it, it, that can help you expand your friends' business is crazy. The people don't do like just support it doesn't take much yeah. if you're still watching at this point you're not subscribed you're dead to me <laughs> Done for leave kidding. a comment if you're subscribed we're coming for you <laughs> for if you didn't so leave a comment if you didn't subscribe the next episode we're just gonna dox you we're gonna send the mob <laughs> of the house no all right let's get out of here everybody Later. peace have a good one <laughs>